with Jeremiah Harding. It is Wednesday, May 31st, 2017. <clears throat> and people are still as distracted as ever. Count Dankula's Nazi pug trial date has been pushed further than it was already pushed before, much to his displeasure. So he doesn't get to figure out if he's going to go to jail for a year for making a joke on YouTube. 
Kathy Griffin held a prop beheaded Donald Trump. And people want her head for it. Trump made a spelling error on Twitter. Now the world is freaking out over Kavfefe. Like it's really number one everywhere. Viral shit is almost always the dumbest fucking shit out there. Trump's drones have increased over Obama's his 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 drone campaign. Obama was the drone president because of how many people he killed by proxy warfare. And the only thing that can get Trump in the past several months to trend at number one for something that the world universally seems to want to call him out on is a fucking spelling error on Twitter. Like, I'm just so fucking tired. I'm fucking tired of people looking elsewhere when the worst shit happens and then blowing up the stupidest shit. It's like Marilyn Manson said in Blank and White, if it's too dumb to see or say you still sing it, and I'll just cue the applause. Everybody's just singing the same fucking tune. Nobody actually means anything anymore. At least when people were pissed off at Nixon, they were pissed off because they thought something terrible happened. Now, people don't even know anything happened, and they'll go off on fucking Russia for goddamn months. But that won't even trend number one for long. I bet you Fefe is going to be in the fucking number one trending slot for the next several days. Like, how do you get the idea that a real estate mogul you're related to went off and discussed things with Russian officials that the president should have theoretically been the one to discuss. Oh, I know. Let's make one spelling error in a tweet. I promise you the people most critical of Trump will find the stupidest things to criticize him on and therefore play directly into his hands because now the president has been set that the president can always rely on making a dumb tweet to distract fucking everybody from the real awful shit that he's doing. Oh, Trump is so stupid. I bet that for every person who has said Trump is stupid, 
at least two, have had to see somebody they know be killed by American foreign policy. You know, I watched a very interesting documentary today. It was produced by a guy... Let me see if I can get his name. But it was produced by a guy who essentially proved that the media was manipulating things before they even got to air. Um, I don't know if this was the, the name of the documentary itself, but the YouTube channel I found it on was called Killing Time, and the title of the video is How Mainstream Media Fakes the News Behind the Scenes. Now, there are plenty of these videos out there, but this one showed a site that I'd never seen before, where a guy found the satellite feeds for cable news that reached cable news so they could doctor it up. So they could put their fucking live card on it, put their subtitle on it, and air it as though it were happening live. And what it essentially showed is that the reporters for these, quote, news networks were just assistants for the people that were being theoretically interviewed live would consult them to answer the questions in a misleading and deliberately misleading, might I add you, way. Saying repeatedly things like, you're the one answering the question, you can answer the question however you want. You know, people in this documentary like Al Gore, George Bush Sr., prominent news figures, And I guarantee that if the majority of Americans saw this documentary, which all of you should, I guarantee that the bulk of the American people would still trust implicitly the news sections of their favorite social media sites. They would trust implicitly the news outlets that they had biased themselves toward, and they would trust implicitly any article that seemed to go against their opponents. Because this is the world we live in, where the 24-hour news cycle can be swayed by political donations and where 
the people will consider it objective because they're told it is, and no other reason. And yeah, they can throw in some truth here and there. They're allowed to. They're required to. Because if they didn't, the people on the ground could immediately tell how bullshit it is. But the best liars... The best liars know how to include just enough truth that the lies blend the fuck in. And as a result, we have a society of sheep. We can never advance if we're stuck on somebody else's stationary or regressive narrative. Let's be clear, we're fucking stuck. Hillary Clinton was not president, but guess what? All of the political shit she did before she was a presidential candidate... All of the connections she made, all of the donations she received in exchange for actions she did, all of the things her foundation did without her knowledge or whatever, all of the emails she destroyed, that's all still there. It didn't go away just because it's not in the fucking trending section. And no matter what evil Trump does, he can count on that trending section to keep people's eyes off of it. You know, the revolution will be televised, but people would rather tune into some other live showing. A Q&A for their unboxing channel they like to watch. The revolution will be televised and very short because not enough people will be looking at it to keep the people participating in the revolution protected. Because that's the only way the press works for the people is if enough people pay attention to the stories that the stories have an impact and change shit and keep shit changed. But people have such a low attention span. They're like rabbits breeding constantly so that they can afford to have a few of them run into the road and still propagate the, the, the most mindless bullshit ever. Yeah, a few of them get badly affected, but we don't pay attention till it happens. And then we don't pay attention for long afterwards. Shit gets a hubbub for a minute. Maybe somebody who is a true authentic victim gets restitution. But guess what? The rest of the people get fucked because we'd rather pay attention to the Americans than American society. And yeah, 
Yeah, the latest movies coming out, the latest games coming out. Let's all be very excited for those specific things. Let's all focus all of our attention on that. That's not going to mean that they can do any anything with the other hand while our attention is trained on on that one. The hustle is so common now that nobody can tell when they're being hustled. And everybody's a fucking street corner huckster. Everybody's a fucking fraud. At least once. And the internet could be an information superhighway, but it's full of so many traffic jams of people repeating things that aren't true or that are true, but are designed to keep them away from the things that are true, but also truly awful, that we can never get anywhere on the motherfucker. We've had traffic congestion for fucking ever. Here's your traffic report. Bumper-to-bumper idiots everywhere. And the smart people are so drowned out that they're caught in the same traffic jam with everybody else. The people who advocate truth. And then they're blamed for the traffic jam. They're the fake news. Not like the government's gumming up the works by encouraging the sloth media, the instant gratification fucking sit on your ass all day and do nothing with your life media. I, I promise you, the attention span is only part of the issue. It's what we do with our attention when we're there. You can either watch a five-minute cat video among hours of other cat videos, or you can head over to High Impact Flicks, or Truthstream Media, or The Corbett Report, or Adam Kokesh's YouTube channel, and you can learn something. But you're going to go for the cat video. I'm speaking mainly to the masses that made Kafeve trend. Yeah, and and everybody thinks that there's some like both sides are fucking wrong. Memes didn't get president into office. Electoral College got the president into the office. And the leftists who were all taking an opportunity to say, oh, LOL, stupid Trump, they're not going to remove him from the White House. They're just contributing to the distraction that's going to keep him there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you never make any spelling issues, do you, liberal left? That's what the right's going to say. They're going to say that the only thing you could get him on was Kavfeve. And that's why 
fucking Kathy Griffiths or whatever had to apologize for posing with a prop. Oh, you had your picture taken in a way we don't like. Yeah, that's ground for character impeachment. All right. Not like anybody has ever done something similar before. Not like this isn't just a contribution to outrage culture. You know, for all the right-wingers claiming everybody on the left is nothing but a worthless virtue signaler, they sure tend to virtue signal a lot. Well, I may have disagreed with Obama, but you know, I never posed with a picture of him with his head cut off. Treason! ISIS! Lies! Ignoring the fucking treasonous lies that caused ISIS to become a power in the first place. You want ISIS to stop? Abolish the CIA! Don't get pissed off when somebody posts a picture you don't like. Abolish the CIA! Stop the funding and funding and training sources for these motherfuckers. Alright? But that's not what this is about, really. This isn't about finding solutions. This isn't about stopping ISIS. It's about being the person who gets the most sympathy from your followers for the points you make. It's about being on the right side because the people you like are on that side and not because the people you like are on the right side of history. If, if these people, if these people that are tweeting about Kafeve could unite against tyranny and global oppression, we would have a successful revolution. There are many more of us than there are of them, which is evidenced by the sheer wealth of people willing to tweet about a president's spelling error. But that's not a cause that many can unite behind yet, because of many reasons not the least of which is the division that seems to pervade Western culture now. Oh yeah, it's, it's not discrimination when men are barred from seeing a movie, or when men in general and white men in specific are barred from a music festival that's supposed to enc encourage you know, racial equality and tolerance or whatever, and the people are fighting each other in the street. You know, blocking each other from moving from place to place and then celebrating when it seems like those people can now be illegally killed as long as you happen to be in a car while they're on the road. And meanwhile, the world hasn't stopped being fucked up by U.S. foreign policy. Police haven't stopped killing. And let's be real specific here. May 31st, last year, 
exactly one year ago, a report came out on the Free Thought Project. More Americans killed by police since 9-11 than soldiers killed in war. In a Memorial Day speech at Arlington National Cemetery, Virginia, this is from the article by Matt Agarist at the Free Thought Project, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Marine Corps General Joseph Dunford, praised the 40 million Americans who have served in the military since the Revolutionary War. He also noted that 5,000 soldiers have been tragically killed in the military action beyond U.S. borders since Americans war since America's war on terror was launched after 9-11. Thousands of families grieve daily for their fallen loved ones, and the war machine that sent them to an early grave shows no signs of slowing. These fallen military men and women, we are told, died fighting for our freedom. The terrorists, quote, hate our freedom, George Bush famously said after 9-11, and if this was true, they certainly have little reason to hate us now as freedom in America has plummeted since that fateful September day. For the last 15 years, America has fallen across the board in indices rating the world's countries by levels of freedom. Americans are under constant surveillance, or every move under a microscope by government goons, quote, protecting us from, quote, terrorists. We are under the constant threat of violence from the state for possessing a plant or having a taillight out or simply walking down the street. Americans are constantly paranoid of those blue and red lights popping up in the rearview mirror that most always end in extortion and could very well end with a visit to the hospital being locked in a cage or worse. In the land of the free, police killed more in just one month of this year than the United Kingdom has in the entire 20th century. In the land of the free, police kill more than 70 times the rate of other first world nations. In the land of the free, we are told to fear the terrorists, but U.S. police kill 58 times more people than all terrorist activity against U.S. civilians since 9-11. What's more, while the death of 5,000 soldiers is most assuredly tragic, that number pales in comparison to the number of U.S. citizens killed by police, many of whom are also soldiers. Prior to May of 2013, there was no independent recording authority on how many citizens were killed by cops. However, the FBI loosely estimated that number to be around 500 citizens annually. Simple math would show us that since 9-11, at the FBI's rate, police killed more than 7,000 people. However, that number is even higher now that places like killed by police cop crisis in the county exist and detail every public killing by American police. Using the most recent numbers from 2013 to the present and remaining conservative by using the FBI's loosely contrived number of 500 per year before then, the death toll reaches 8,296. This was last year. This was a year ago. Read the rest of the article. It's good shit. And then if you go to the Counted, which is a Guardian project, and it is extremely good. It breaks down by demographic those killed by cops, when they were killed by cops, and has individual stories for each of them. 
<clears throat> it says killings by U.S. police logged at twice the previous rate under new federal program. This was written by John Swain and Ciara McCarthy in New York, and it was written the 15th of de December last year, 2016, about six months after the other report. And it says, U.S. government pilot program which draws on information collected by The Guardian publishes first data gathered under the new hybrid counting system. And it basically goes on to say, the new hybrid system combines a review of open source data, including the Guardian series that counted, with a survey of local authorities. It recorded 270 homicides by officers in three months last year. The FBI said earlier this year that it had counted just 442 in all of 2015. But Duran Banks, the program's lead statistician, said the trial had been a success compared to a previous incar incarnation, which was estimated to be catching only half of all the rest-related deaths before being temporarily shut down in 2014. And they went off data from the FBI, who constantly reports on this kind of thing. People would rather feel threatened by words on a campus or a spelling error in a tweet or a fucking photo shoot than they would the people who are more likely to kill them than terrorists. You want to be afraid of Kathy Griffin? Why don't you be afraid of the boys in blue? Neoconservatives... I mean, I thought the Trump administration was supposed to herald some sort of skepticism. But no, y'all just bite it, hook, line, and sinker. And, of course, I'm completely exaggerating here when I say y'all. I know a lot of people who supported Trump who now see the error of that decision, and more still who are highly suspicious of Trump, in the same way that they were highly suspicious of the things that he was pointing out, like the media lies and hypocrisy and all of this shit that bore down on the American people, specifically working poor white people. Um, and they were suspicious then, and that's why they went to people like Alex Jones for their news. They were suspicious then, and for good reason, and they're suspicious now. I'm not saying all Trump supporters are blind followers, or that all Trump supporters are going to just support something because they can, like they do when they're opposing Kathy Griffin's ability to take fucking photographs. I'm saying that there are enough of them that it goddamn trended. that she had to issue an apology to the Free Speech Matters crowd. We live in a fucked up world, and it gets worse every time people pay attention to the latest bullshit trend rather than what could actually kill them.
And this is exactly what happened during Obama's campaign. During Bush's campaign. During the Clinton campaign. We saw mass distraction whenever anything happened. And all we need to do is bounce from distraction to distraction and we can keep the people pacified. They won't know which direction to turn in. The Sudanese pharmaceutical factory that got bombed or Clinton getting his dick sucked by a secretary. They won't know what direction to turn. Mission accomplished or fake WMDs. They won't know what direction to turn. Lion King at the White House ball or whatever, or Obama's assassination of an American citizen and his brother in a public square for speech crimes and association crimes. We don't like who you're hanging around. We don't like what you're saying when you're hanging around him. Guess you deserve a predator drone, and we'll joke about it. And now, following suit and tradition, the American people distracted yet again by a blunder or a joke or whatever. While Trump instigates war with Syria, while, while consistently increasing the war machine in the Middle East. While Russia is possibly a thing, but also possibly a distraction. And people will tweet that shit the next minute. No filters, no questions asked. It's outrageous, go with it. We're like the, the TMZ of political discourse now. Where we shout around the office, we don't really care about what's genuine or what's real or what could help anybody. We care about what can get us impressions, what can get us attention from our, our closest friends and family. What can we say to, to, to blow up the world next? Oh, I've been microaggressed against because somebody said that a Steven Universe character wasn't trans that was never supposed to be. Ooh, my pet thing isn't the way I like it. Let's immediately make that the issue. And let's fight in the streets because... That's not playing into the hand of the elites when you create enemies in your neighbors and, and, and spike that tension and stoke that fire. You're not fighting fascism by blocking people on the highway. You would be fighting fascism if you, for instance, blocked a Trump transport. That'd be fighting fascism. If you opposed a company specifically that had problems uh, being ethical. The closest we got to fighting fascism recently 
was the Dakota Access Pipeline protest. And we all see how much of that is still going on. Because that at least was targeting a specific organization responsible for fucking up ancestral burial grounds. At least that adds something to it. Not fighting people in the street. Not fighting people because it's in vogue. Not fighting people because an official account with a blue check mark told you it was okay to punch or slap or do whatever to somebody. Not riding the hype train, but actually giving a shit about something that might matter. But people don't care about that. People aren't paid to care about that. People aren't incentivized to care about that. And why? Because the dead economy we live in means that the media circus can keep us distracted while every consequence of our action is foisted onto future generations while we sit and smile. Yeah, pol real political corruption is still a problem, but you know what? House of Cards is coming out with another season. Let's all watch that political corruption and become very invested in that, because that's not real. We don't have to get invested in it. We're not going to get killed by a cop, probably because of what Frank Underwood did. But the average American cares much more about that than what Trump is doing, which is why the only time I see something dramatically trend that's directly related to him and not some offset personality or some third party that, that that's related to his campaign somehow is a tweet he fucked up. Most people don't even know what a press release is. You know what a press release is? A press release is when one organization or one person builds a report and then posts that report to a press release site. And that report, whether it be true or false, can be posted to a ton, a ton of sites as news. And all those sites can keep their coverage, quote, fresh by posting a thing that they didn't write. Because it's much easier to just republish whatever it is than to do any serious journalism or vetting for yourself. And that's exactly what happens. Or it's much easier to just spin the answers that you give to questions instead of being genuine, honest, and reasonable when you answer them. And, you know, it's easier, but it's also more profitable. And it's also easier to retain power when you do this. It's easier 
to keep people in line when they think there is only one line to walk. And if you can get people to believe a narrative, you can lead them around. You can hold a stick out to the side of their face or chase them around with a sheepdog because they're fucking sheep. And I don't like that. I don't like the fact that that comparison works. I would rather we lived with an enlightened populace that could think well enough for themselves that they weren't led around by the latest headline or the latest thing they see in the sidebar with another pound symbol next to it, as if that increases the legitimacy of, of the claims or not. As if you can determine your news from those who make it short enough that you can pass it along after the next four minutes. Consume, consume, consume. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Obey, obey, obey. We will control you because you don't think any better. That's what the media thinks of you. Not all of them. There's a lot of good people in the media, but they're so overshadowed by the people who aren't like that that that's the way the organization is run. We don't have to be reasonable. We don't have to have any point that we researched. All we have to do is point out the same thing everybody else is. And maybe run the real stories where people are dying and having their freedoms revoked in the bottom ticker. People are having their freedoms revoked. People might be going to jail for jokes. I still haven't heard back from Jeremy Hengler, who went to jail for brandishing a knife on his own property because a news reporter wouldn't stop heckling him. At least that's the assumed story here. You know, and... and This is the society we live in. The Dearborn, Michigan Police Department still prosecuting people who went in there with legal arms. James Baker and Brandon Freeland. When, when we live in a society where you can do something legal, or at the very least ethical, and be treated with less legal scrutiny and more legal punishment than people who are openly killing people, or than people who win elections after possibly assaulting somebody. We live in the wrong society. When we can destroy somebody's careers over claims made on the internet that we have not personally vetted, but that spread like wildfire, and a kid with affluenza can get away with crimes because he just didn't know any better, growing up wealthy, that you're not supposed to do crimes. When, when people care more about tearing down Instagram models 
who went to a festival that turned really bad than they do about the killings that are still going on in the Middle East. When people can care more about multiculturalism and diversity than they do about gay people being publicly beaten and thrown off roofs in the countries where these multicultural diverse people come from, we live in the wrong society. And we can make this society better today if we would just start paying attention and holding that attention for a prolonged enough period that the next latest shiny thing th that, that's absurd didn't distract us so thoroughly that we couldn't pay attention to the thing that was a problem not too long ago. Not too long ago, we were talking about the fact that Chelsea Manning, yeah, she's out of prison now, but she has to work for the government still. You know, Snowden is still trapped. Uh, Assange is still trapped. And the Vault 7 leaks, nobody's talking about those anymore. The WannaCry ransomware, nobody's talking about that anymore. Nobody's talking about the fact that the government hoarded our data and hoarded our information and our privacy and also hoarded enough exploits to get in whenever they wanted because it's, it's easier that way for them to catch people who aren't thinking the way that they want them to. We live with thought crime and people care more about Drumpf or 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 Kafeve or you know what the fuck ever And then like people are so wrapped up in the internet subcultures that if there's a crisis there if there's a crisis in those circles that's what they'll focus on if there's you know, Fousey Tube, I believe, saying he's homeless when he's not, and saying that he's going to go live off of other YouTubers and, you know, talk to them as if that's a way to humble yourself is using money, is not using money that you have rather than giving of that money to people who need it. As if this slacktivism generation that believes you can oppose a president by using a popular hashtag is at all going to change the world. I'll tell you something. Memes didn't get the president into office, even though those aren't memes and Dawkins is rolling in his grave already, even though he's not dead. Memes didn't get him into office. Image macros and Pepe the Frog aren't what selected him. The Electoral College is, and the system that supports them, and the Bilderberg decisions that made it so that he was the one they chose to put in office. That's what put him there. And no amount of mocking him for what the fuck ever is the most popular thing to mock him with this week is going to put him out of office. You cannot impeach Trump by getting... 140 characters in, you know, a certain amount of retweets. You can't depose the rulership by, by, by virtue signaling about 
you know, a prop beheaded Trump head that you that you see in a famous celebrity's hands. You can't win this way. We will never be freer if the people who theoretically want freedom are so easily led to their cages. We live in a prison planet, and it is not becoming any less supermax because of these sorts of bullshit campaigns. You are still more likely to be killed by a cop than a terrorist, but Manchester is what has everybody's eyes. You know? Oh, ISIS is scary. Yes, definitely terrifying, because they could injure a ton of people, uh, you know, women and children included, as if men are somehow, you know, uh, second-class citizens. Uh, and that's terrifying. You know, that is absolutely something that should be mourned. And I do not take away at all from that. But you know what? It's not the biggest threat. The biggest threat is down the street in your local precinct. The biggest threat are the suits holding the people that that, that, that really make the decisions that, that, that mean that those ISIS terrorists were radicalized in the first place to place those bombs, to kill those children, so that, that they could then justify more wars overseas so that more civilian territories could be bombed so that more sympathizers could join the mill. Because this has been so effective a strategy in the past for combating terrorism that they figure, why not fix what isn't broken? Let's keep bombing people. That's going to help. Let's keep the same foreign policy, basically. Let's keep green agending our way into economic suicide while the businesses that were, were here exploiting you know, U.S. citizens... Uh, are, are driven out by labor laws, but not out of the global market, so they can just go pollute another place and exploit another people and then need military footholds to prevent any uprising, so why not also control the regions in the area by having a perpetual war on terror? And why not have that perpetual war on terror also translate into troops that are readily trained to be police officers here at home for a war on drugs that is more likely to kill us than terrorism? This is fucking insane, and people are more obsessed with the latest hashtag than they are with the fact that they could be killed by their own government at any moment. Well, not... not to be too fine about this, but this is going to be our demise. And it will stick around as long as we're distracted and can't keep our attention on what truly matters for any length of time of any merit. So educate if you understand. Really reach out to people if you know how fucked up this situation is. Because the only thing that will stop the advance of tyranny is an enlightened populace willing to lead by example and lead by ideology. So inform, understand, 
And most of all, don't let staying woke interfere with you being awake. This has been Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding, signing out. Mm -hmm.